the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hello. Hello, good morning. It's great to talk um, with you guys about, about this 2018 vintage. But I mean, I, are, you, are you harvesting now? We are just starting harvesting. <laughs> right. How, tell, tell me a little bit about that, the, the, the 2023 vintage. How, how, is the, how does the harvest look like now? Uh, it looks good. We had a, we've had a, a wet winter and spring. So one of our, our wettest winters and springs since, well, wettest since 92, <clears throat> 1992, um, which has been really fantastic for the vineyards, for the whole environment, really. Um, summer has been very mild, surprisingly mild, with just a couple of little peaks of heat. Um, it, it almost feels like we haven't had a summer, a sense of summer. Um, and we're going to autumn now, and it's, it's dry, it's quite mild temperatures, we're getting quite nice cold nights. Um, and so the fruit quality um, looks fantastic. We Some of the crop is, was reduced by wet weather during flowering. And we had some downy mildew effect on the bunches during flowering, so there's, some, there's been some reduction in yield because of that. But generally speaking, the yields are about average, and some, you know, during the picking now we're finding that some uh, parts of the vineyard are, are slightly above average than we expected. The quality is very high, so we're getting beautiful flavours, beautiful acidity, incredible acidities in the fruit at the moment. Um, so yeah. with the uh, potential, we're picking Riesling currently. We're starting at the northern end of the Eden Valley, Makolda, through sort of Anderson towards Eden Valley uh, Village, uh, and uh, the flavours are looking great. With you know, the yields are reasonable and the, the balance uh, in the fruit. Excellent. We're very happy. I think it's going to be a Another high quality vintage like twenty two and twenty one, and going back. Yeah, you have a you have a quite a few um, exceptional quality, exceptional vintages um, in a row, right? We have, yes, yes, indeed. Because the last the last two vintages have also we've also experienced mild summer temperatures, and and we we haven't experienced uh, long heat waves. So that's that's generally. Um, Something common in the Australian uh, summer and autumn, but uh, I think I think it's really been uh, a huge fortune to not have to sit grapes through those heat wave conditions because it's just uh, the balance of the of the fruit is not you know not the, the perfect or not uh, as as you'd want. Is this the case for Eden Valley, or is it a case for Barossa in general? Like. Um, because apparently Eden Valley is a little higher and a little cooler, um, so is it is it more is it more favorable? It's more favorable for Eden Valley, or in uh, general, Barossa Valley is, is like that. Generally, generally yeah. really, um, the last three years, last three years, it's helped both regions. Mm -hmm. uh, the the difference with Eden Valley is that we have we have higher altitude, we have a greater day night temperature differential, so we get higher acidities, greater purity of fruit. Um, and wines that have a you know, fantastic length on them. Um, and I think that's the difference. So the Toronto Valley tends to be a warmer, warmer day-night temperatures. Um, so you get cooler flavors, but less of that 
Jiri approach. So okay. Hi, crew. How Hello. are you? Hello. So um, uh, I was just going to ask you about the um, 2018 vintage, um, the harvest, which is like your uh, a very important year for Hanschke. And also, tell me a little bit about the the harvest of 2018. Um, well, if we had everything thrown at us. We had a, a dry winter, and then it, in just at the end, the tail end, it uh, actually filled up the soil profile. So that always, when we fill up our winter soil profile, that means a good year. Then we went through um, a, a cool October, and there were, were some periods of, of um, dunning mildew pressure, I suppose you could call it, although the vine's pretty young still. And then we had a really magnificent flowering period through November, December. So that set us up, set us up for a good set. And then uh, January was warmish, and then it suddenly dropped. The temperature dropped dramatically through February. Um, March was dry, uh, a, bit, a bit of warmth just to get the yeah the the Shiraz through, and then uh, then it cooled down significantly at the end. So yeah, it was we had everything. <laughs> but it, overall, it was a really lovely yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. I think the the late winter rains, the good set, and the cool February certainly um, put this that vintage in, in position for a good one. Yeah, that's right. Set it up well for a high quality harvest in general. Yeah. And uh, the when we look at the season. As a whole, it was approximately one degree Celsius warmer oh, that's right. than the average, the long-term average. So <laughs> it's very generous. Yeah, so it's uh, it's the wines. I think uh, you'll see they appear rich. Um, they have they have lovely plush fruit, which is uh, this slightly warmer than than average uh, sort of classic Australian style harvest. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. You have that plush. I, um, you have that plushness. You have that lushness from from Barossa um, in general. But I, I, I expect Eden. You will have a little more freshness, a little more acidity, um, a little more brightness to the palate. So what we have uh, the, the idea of this uh, this release of uh, the wines in May is for uh, us to feature our single vineyard wines, and that's something we've been doing uh, consistently the last uh, last three or four years. Is is releasing them. As, as I said, which is logical, but we haven't always been able to do it in the past um, where all the sales line up at the same time. <laughs> so this is something we've made a conscious effort to, to release the wines side by side, showing hopefully the, the, the interesting um, discoveries of, of the terroirs in, 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 uh, in the Eden Valley. And uh, then uh, because it's, uh, it fits in the, in the style of these old vines, single vineyard wines, the, the Cainton Euphonium, uh, which James had tasted when he was here uh, last year, uh, the 18, 2018 Cainton Euphonium is an old vine Shiraz blend. So it fits uh, in through the old vine theme, although it's not a single vineyard in this case. Because we, we know that Australia, Southern Australia is not known for like many single vineyard. It's more known of, uh, well, cross-region blend and everything. So uh, you guys are, are of course making you know some of the most premium wines with with the single vineyards. Um, do you think um, 
there is a sort of a competition of, of, of the two, like between the, between the single vineyard wines and, 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 and a really good cross-region blend that don't talk a lot about specific terroir. Yeah, possibly. I think there's probably, but there's probably greater interest now in single vineyard wines and the fact that Australia and particularly the Barossa Eden Valley has some of the oldest vines in the world. Um, they're, they're pre-phylloxera material. They're, they're on their own roots. They haven't been grafted. Um, and they're, they're vines that were planted by, you know, five, five, six generations before us. So that means, you know, the, the, the it's amazing history, um, of these vineyards. And I think the uniqueness of these single vineyards is their history, the variety that expresses the flavors and, and the distinctiveness of site. That's sort of center place. Um, as well as, as, um, I guess huge potential aging of the wines in bottle because we already have a history of some of these wines going back to the fifties, the nineteen fifties early. And first Madison, for example, was released by my father in nineteen fifty-two. So we have, you know, something like seventy years of of history of these wines being made and bottled, and it gives you a, an amazing snapshot of what you know the the vineyards can do um, and what the flavors, the unique flavors are. So for us, it's, um, it's a way of showing off, I guess, our, our history and heritage. And I think for the consumer out there, they're, they're actually quite interested in that uniqueness um, rather than just cross-blending and getting nice flavors. That also gives us a, you know, kind of a, uh, a sort of a, a, a notion that people like have a, are very acquainted with acquainted with um, Hill of Grace because when people talk about Henschke, people talk about Hill of Grace. That's because of the terroir that you know your your single vineyard there. But that really stands out. While the other, I don't know. I mean, if, if, I don't know if the consumers are really acquainted with uh, um, um, uh, Mount Edelston or, or or anything else. Like, is it is it is it does that um, create a you know, a, something special for only one place, like Hill of Grace, and while the others are still living under the shadow of of, of this iconic um, uh, vineyard. Yeah, I guess people like discovery, and when they discover how amazing Mount Edison is, and the and the weird ride and the Cyril Hensky and whatever you, then they you know I think they really have a great joy from learning about something they didn't know about. Um, but in Australia, most people know Madison. Madison is very uh, widely collected um, and jumped by people. It's quite approachable in terms of price and, and it's beautiful quality. But, but speaking of a single vineyard, Hill of Grace is also, you know, a blend of different parcels, smaller parcels. And because and, and, you have the very old, um, I remember the grandfather mm. parcel or, or block. Um, which is like the oldest, right? And then you have a, some other younger, relatively younger vines mm -hmm. that are not as like not as uh, hundred and fifty plus years old, right? Mm. The, the summary of this is that there's a there's great competition between these uh, blended wines from Australia, and they're you know there's some of the wines that make it to uh, everyone's cellars around the world, 
and and as as Stephen was saying, after that, it's about a personal journey of discovering for each of those uh, each of those interested uh, tasters from around the world, and and hopefully they they find the uniqueness and and find something which is just so expressive and and obviously changes from from each season, and and uh, that's that's the, I think that's the the glorious thing about these single vineyard expressions is that we are we are now recognizing how important they are in the world of wine because they inspire us and they take us far you know further probably in our experience our wine tasting experiences than and than just that um you know that idea of trying to make emulate the same wine each year um more or less given the vintage so yes it's uh, i think in this era a lot of people are, are recognizing that how how important these single vineyards are although it was uh my grandfather and uh, cyril and uh, he was making these wines well before even people were appreciating <laughs> The, the concept of single vineyard mm. of terroir. He didn't, I'm sure that Cyril didn't even know the word terroir mm. at that time. So, you know, this, this curiosity that he had to, to taste uh, the wine from Mount Edelston and then six years later make his, his second single vineyard wine of Hill of Grace is just, for me, is quite, quite extraordinary. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, that's the lovely thing about wine, isn't it? It just keeps taking yeah. us places. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. How do you compare um, the 18 with um, 17, for example? 17 was a little cooler, right? It was a little, yes. almost like a little more elegant. I was mentioning it was one degree Celsius, you know, warmer than the, lo the long-term average for the 2018 or 2017 into 2018 year vintage. But for the 2016 into 2017 season, it was uh, two degrees cooler than the long-term average. I mean, the averages don't mean too much when it comes to, you know, if, we, if we're speaking about the point from the raison to, to, uh, to harvest, um, it's, it's probably a little bit closer, a little bit closer together. However, the, the 2017 was picked later on the calendar. Uh, it was a, a much cooler season in general, uh, more, more rainfall uh, during the, the preceding uh, weeks and months uh, uh, up, to, up to harvest. And yeah, the, the wine is, is uh, responds in, in a different way. It expresses a little bit more uh, ripe herbal character. If, I, if you if you can understand me in, in terms of um, you know, almost almost moving towards Mount Edelston in a way in terms of its its uh, uh, aromatics uh, for that two thousand. Get it? Mm. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. a cooler vintage that give you a little more elegance, a little more linearity, more blue fruit or purple fruit, a little bluer. Um, or maybe red and blue fruits. Mm -hmm. This gets more blue and maybe dark, darker berries. Exactly. Black, little blackberries, a bit of that. More in a way, more classic Barossa. Yeah. Um, Eden, whatever. Eden yeah. should be. I, maybe, maybe the Edelstone is more, more, more Eden Valley like. I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. Grace is more like unique and almost yeah, like different. Let's move up and down the mountain range depending on the season. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, um, listen, I know this is like like a um, your 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 60 anniversary, right? It's, it's the 60th uh, vintage, so that's yeah. that's a really good good good, good vintage. Also, marks the 150 uh, 150th anniversary of your of, of, of Hanshki, right? So this is really a yeah, really good effort, uh, and also that, that that's that's a really classic vintage for you guys. I think that's a 
that's really not as maybe that's as, as I mean, it really depends on how you feel, how you like the, uh, mm. the styles, yeah. but in, in a word, how do you describe, how do you summarize, um, the style, if there is one, uh, for Hill Grace, what, well, what are you looking for? I mean, I think we're, we're probably looking for what we see in the 18 in a way. I mean, you're looking for, um, complexity, but, but uniqueness of, of that, that vineyard, that fire spice, that beautiful exotic characters it has, but depth and, and fine grain tannins. So it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, we've made now 60 vehicle, we're releasing 60 vintages or the 60 vintage. And, and they're all different. You know, they're all a, a snapshot of their team. So you're seeing that sort of moving line going along. Um, and, and, you know, every hill grocery obviously is, is a unique result of that particular vintage. Um, so it comes, I think, I'm back to perfume preference with you, like, and, and we, we, do, we do like the 86. <laughs> We've had some really classic vintages over time, you know, mm-hmm. from, from 58, 62, um, 72, um, 86 was, was a standout. <clears throat> the 90s, there wasn't some great vintages in the 90s from the 90s. 2000s. <laughs> and the 2000s. Right? <laughs> there are, you know, there's some great examples of, of beautiful hill graces. And I think, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, we've, we've labeled this vintage as a vintage of wonder because it was a wonderful vintage and it, all the stars aligned to produce that wine for our 150th celebration, if you like. So 150 years. So, you know, it's, it's a, we're very happy. That's, that's great. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I think the short answer was, uh, was the, for the word. You asked me which word to describe the place. It's yeah, like big, just in few words. Unique. I think, I think <laughs> Stephen and Bruce said a couple of times there, unique is, uh, is really what it is. If, if, if people are, uh, if people haven't tasted it before and are interested to taste it, they'll, they'll see it, a very unique expression. Really. I mean, there's, there's, there are lots of, uh, other Barossa wines or Australian wines, which, you know, appear similar, but, uh, it's just, it's its own, it's its own object. It's its own taste. It's its own aromatics and it's its own history. Like this, this, this is very impossibly replicable. This, this site of, uh, this Lutheran church in front of a vineyard, which, has such uh, such incredible quality, so it's just a, you know that's that's our family's history right through the the prism of this wine through that vineyard mm. and to the church, which was the reason why our family came to to Australia in the, in the very beginning. So so it's more than just the wine; so she's the story of the of the, the story behind it, of the village, of the of the region, of the people, mm. yeah. the people, the family as well. That's that's very important. The key. Anyway, congratulations again. Thank Not you so much for the time. Yeah, thanks for your time. That's really nice. Bye. 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 Bye.